Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Grace Community Church. So good to see you. So good to hear you. My name is Christine, and today is Celebration Sunday. This is an awesome day to be here. So welcome. Before we get to really celebrating, because there's a lot to celebrate, a lot to talk about, I would like to point out a couple of things in our bulletin this morning. Let's start with opening it, go past the little notes, and on that page, on the very top, you'll see Connect to the Grace Family. Now, some of you are going to hear me make this announcement, and you're going to go into pure shutdown. You are not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to push you out of your comfort zone. Some of you, this is how you live, and that is with apps on your phone, okay? Now, Grace Community Church has an app for their phone. Normally, I would not do this and have my phone up here, but obviously, you're not going to be able to see this far. But there's a little purple square now on my front page of my phone, and it is my GCC app. And when I hit that little purple, it right away pulls up all the information for GCC. It pulls up our events. It pulls up sermons, if you miss a sermon, a way to give. I mean, this is super cool because I know how busy life can get. We leave church and we have all these great intentions of signing up for things, getting involved in different programs, and we forget about it. And then all of a sudden we realize, oh no, our kids' camp registration is due like today and I haven't done it. Or I want to sign up for a retreat or I want to get into this group. Um, you can do all of that now through this handy-dandy little app. And that is, you, you have all the directions on how to get that app. It literally takes you like two minutes um, to put on your phone. So this, this little note that I pointed out for you will tell you how to do that. And I realize some of you have said to me, I don't like the QR thing that you're talking about. I don't even know what that is. I don't like that you're talking about phones. So let me reassure you, even if that's not your gig, you can still call the church office. You can still email us. You can still call us specifically in that particular ministry. So don't feel like we're forcing something new on you. There's always every which way to go about registering for things, but this is just a really neat way to make it easy for you so that you don't forget. And then we have your name all in our system and we're ready to go. So encouraging you with that. Also, some of you have asked what we're doing for um, our harvest festival this year. We're going to do it again like we did last year. The trunk or treat idea was such a fun, successful time last year, and we are going to do that again. We had a lot of community friends walk over, walk through the parking lot. So if you're interested in getting involved in that, make sure you call Brittany or email Brittany, and we'll get you all set up with that. And as you can imagine, if you can donate candy, that's always the chief motivator for October 31, okay? There's no denying for parents and kids, let's be real. So if you can donate candy for that, that would be awesome. And we have some fun food trucks coming and things. So it should be a wonderful night and it will be on October 31 at six o'clock if you just wanna come and hang out. You know, it's really gross right now. You, you walk outside, some of us have headaches and our eyes are sore and it's like living in the middle of a campfire, not just on the side of one, but I feel like we're in it. It's weird, and you turn on the news, and there's just a lot of uncertainty, isn't there? You know, right when we think we're kind of turning a corner, there's some new things that we're facing. It can be depressing. It can get us down. But every time I start even feeling like I'm going down in a little bit of a spiral, I remember how good our God is. He's a God of provision. 
He's a God of protection. He's a God with a perfect, good plan. So if we can remember that, it helps so much, doesn't it? Kind of get us out of, that, out of the yuck. Things don't seem quite as hard. Things don't seem quite as unpredictable because our God is such a good God. So let's just give him praise and worship this morning and get our minds right, get our hearts right, and have a wonderful morning celebrating. Are you ready? Let's do it. Good morning, Grace Community Church. We're excited to celebrate you this morning. Let's stand and worship the Lord together. There is a river where goodness flows. There is a fountain that drowns sorrow. There is an ocean deeper than fear. The tide is rising, rising. There is a current stirring deep inside. It's overflowing from the heart of God. The flood of heaven crashing over us. The tide is rising, rising.
may be seated.
Good morning, my name is Nathan Canaday, and I'm a senior in our high school ministries. As you just saw, we had the privilege of having a beach camp this year, and it was an amazing experience. Our theme for the week was The Show Must Go On, where we study the book of Acts and the early church. Some of the main points of our theme were taking action and building community. Our speaker was Eric Tanis, and he talked about how we should be proclaiming our faith instead of just sharing it. We also talked about reading our Bibles and the importance of that. And going into it, I was like, that's pretty simple. I know a lot about the Bible. I play Bible trivia games. I'm pretty good. And Eric seriously challenged us to be reading intently and to not be comfortable with what we know, because I found out I did not know that much. We also talked about how our relationships with each other should be like scuba diving and not water skiing. Oftentimes for me, camp ends up as an amazing experience for the week, and then I get home and nothing changes about my life. But I believe that this camp was different because when we learned things during the week, we started to attempt taking action on them during camp, and we didn't put them off for when we got home. A big part of this was scuba diving instead of water skiing, which is pretty much just being intentional with our conversations and having more weight to what we talk about than just small talk. You know, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. And that means nothing. And when we talked about this, I thought it was pretty awkward. And I was not eager to take action. But then one of my friends started scuba diving and asking those meaningful questions in conversation. And when they did that, it totally caught me off guard. And now that I look back at it, that's really sad that when I'm at camp and somebody mentions Jesus in a conversation, that it's weird or awkward. But that one moment made me realize that it's actually way more fun to scuba dive than to talk about the weather, the air quality, or your favorite cereals, which we did a lot for some reason. Um, but because the things we learned were implemented during the week, it set a strong foundation for when we got back. And also, whenever you get back from camp, a quick piece of advice. Don't lead with telling your parents that you want to get smashing Superman tattoos with your grow group doesn't work well. But uh, now a lot of times when the high school group goes out to lunch, it's not weird to talk about the sermon or talk about what we're reading or how we proclaimed our faith in that week. Our actions encourage each other. When Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says to spur one another on and to encourage each other, it's not just with our words, but it's also with our actions. When I hear about people who are continually doing their quiet time, proclaiming their faith, it encourages me to want to do the exact same thing. All the high school ministries are so grateful to the Lord for our church family. There are so many things that went into beach camp this year and some that'll probably go unnoticed. But if you contributed to beach camp in any way, you contributed to lives given to the Lord and to baptisms. And you also contributed to all the other fruits of beach camp that will take place after just that one week. Because Stephen's been saying a lot in the past couple months that we don't grow in one week, but we grow weekly. So through Beach Camp, God has done and will continue to do amazing things. So thank you so much. Let's stand and sing about our God who is mighty to save this morning.
Everyone needs compassion Love that's never failing Let mercy fall on me Everyone needs forgiveness The kindness of a Savior The hope of nations Savior, He can move the mountains My God is mighty to save He is mighty to save Forever, author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures Fill my life again I give my life to follow Everything I believe in Now I surrender Savior he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. For the glory of the risen King Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world sing Singing for the glory of the risen King Shine your light and let the whole world sing for the glory of the risen King Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world sing Singing for the glory of the risen King Sing it out! Savior Forever, author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, he can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. Forever, author of salvation. Singing for the glory 
Sunday, I wanted to pick some loftier words than I could come up with on my own. So I uh, took some of the words of David's prayer in 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13. And I just wanted to admit that going in. Let's pray together. Blessed are you, O God, our Father. We come before you in awe and reverence. For to you, O oh God, belong the greatness and the might, the glory, the victory, the majesty, the splendor. Lord, everything in heaven, everything on earth, all is yours. The kingdom is yours. Above all, you are enthroned on high for all comes from your hand riches and glory come from you strength and power are in the palm of your hand and so it is that we approach you not in our own name but in the name of your son Jesus Christ and we come as your children because of him and we put before you Lord our worries and our concerns the things that encompass us sometimes swallow us up or get the best of us great concerns over which we have no control concerns for which we have no solutions no understanding, no true wisdom, not like you who have, who has true wisdom. So we cast all these cares upon you, Lord, not to dismiss them, but to commit them to your providential care. And near to us are concerns, concerns for rain, concerns for fire we think of those who fight these fires every day we pray for strength we pray for relief we pray for rain we pray that you would protect especially uh, homes homesteads livelihoods and we think of Hume Lake and we think of Heartland, which are, have been and are being threatened by the fires, even evacuated. We pray, Father, that you'll keep those, those sites where you are worshipped and lived for. Keep them safe. We also want to pray for healing, healing of Corn Sea, for Doug and Christine Reiner, people within our church family for we turn to you Lord 
you are our Savior, our great physician, our good shepherd. And it's in your matchless name that we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Sorry, what? Play my favorite song. Okay, <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> do you recognize that song? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. We have the great privilege of sharing in a baby dedication this morning, a dedication of parents and their child. Jared and uh, Audrey Irvine are going to come. Why don't you come up and stand with me? We don't always get to do this. This is... Boy, he's actually better looking in person than he is in his pictures. He's beautiful. And he smells just like a baby. <laughs> Trevor Ellis, born September 22nd of this year. That's not long ago. And if you didn't know this, this makes it all the more special, aside from the fact that he wasn't named after me in any way. But... Uh, September 22nd was the anniversary of Willie Mays hitting his 600th home run. So it's a remarkable day, a remarkable day indeed. So, no, we really do rejoice with, with both of you. Um, let me read from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. And they were bringing children to Jesus that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands upon them. And so it is very meaningful that we get to, with Jared and Audrey, dedicate their lives and the life of Trevor to the Lord. And uh, this is precious in his sight. Nothing more precious than this. So like... like uh, Hannah in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and like Joseph and Jesus in Luke chapter 2, 22, Mary and Joseph dedicated Jesus and Hannah and Elkanah dedicated Samuel and this morning we dedicate Trevor Ellis unto the Lord.
And you are dedicating not only yourselves, but Trevor, to living for him, to maintain a home where Jesus Christ is honored and God's word is treasured. In this, we join you in praying with you and for you as God guides you. Jared Audrey, recognizing the dignity and responsibility of being a parent and your dependence upon God to fulfill your duties, do you now dedicate Trevor Ellis to God and solemnly covenant and strive to, by precept and example and vital association with God's people and his church, train Trevor to love God and love his son, Jesus Christ. If so, say we do. Having dedicated Trevor to God, do you also consecrate yourselves to Christ and in the spirit of this covenant to inspire Christ-likeness in your home and in the rearing of Trevor? If so, say we do. Having heard these vows and sacred assurances, as a minister of Christ, I joyously and with earnest prayer commend you and your son Trevor to the gracious keeping of God, our Heavenly Father. Trevor will not remember this day. I did not remember it, but my mother told me, and often, and it really meant a, meant a lot to me. It'll mean a lot to Trevor. And it will instill in him from a very early beginning that you love him so much that you dedicated him unto the Lord. And that will mean the world to him. Will you stand with me and let's join in prayer for Jared and Audrey and Trevor Ellis this morning. Heavenly Father, it is with great joy and thanksgiving we commend Jared and Audrey and Trevor to you. Enable them, we pray. Empower them, we pray. With your love and grace, encourage them. Assure them of your sure and unseen work in their lives to bring about your beautiful purposes and plans for them. Guide them with your strong and loving hand, we pray. And may they grow to love you and trust you more and more and more. And may they experience the joy of your care from sunrise to sunset, every hour of every day. You never leave. You never forsake us. And we pray that they might know that in a very special way. Grant them and grant all of us, Father, to know your divine opportunities to add our encouragement to them in word and deed. And with your spiritual blessings and tenacious love, help us all to be good and alert trustees of your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I know you just sat down, but let's stand again and worship one more time.
Hope has a name His name is Jesus 
Good morning. We have some exciting things to share this morning regarding our property. Um, I'm not holding this because I have difficulty standing up like I did in the baptismal video, but (laughs) this actually goes back to when I came to Grace Community Church. Our property just south of us was a plum field. I mean, that acreage was covered with plum trees. And this staff was given to me. uh, It was carved by Paul Green, who was a member of our church, and he gave it to me in 2001. But it was from the plum trees on that property. And I thought I would bring it because it's kind of interesting that we have this memento (laughs) of the plum trees on that property, which are now giving way to the work of God and what he's doing with Grace Community Church in that property today. So we're excited about that. When, <clears throat> when Shelley and I considered the calling of God to come to Grace Community in Visalia, we'd never been to Visalia. And it was, in fact, in 1999... I believe it was July of that summer that I had some time, a weekend off, and we thought, let's, let's drive down to Visalia. Neither of us had ever been to Visalia. I had no idea where Visalia was. So we looked it up on the map, and we drove down, and we visited Grace Community Church. Uh, no fanfare, nobody knew we were coming, we just slipped in and and sat and enjoyed the service, and um, back then, Tim Allen could walk, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, in, in December of that year, the, of the, the church called me to pastor the church, but nobody gave me any plans as to how to shepherd the responsibility of the property that the church had purchased and the vision that God had given the church and I was called to share. And I took it very seriously, very seriously, maybe more serious than a lot of people of Grace Community did because to me it was a condition of coming. And so there was no blueprint for what to do, but what we did do, what I chose to do was to begin and form a a body of people who would work together, and we did a lot of the initial legwork. We were called the New Campus Development Team. For several of those years, early years, we worked, did a lot of foundational work in what it would would take to come up with a plan to develop the property that God had given Grace Community Church. And then from there we went to prepare the path and enter the land and all of those, uh, so to speak, stepping stones to today were jam-packed with, with important work of a lot of good people and a lot of prayer and prayer summits and leadership retreats and meetings and miracles, many miracles along the way. And I don't use that word lightly. Some things that to this day I have no explanation for that were truly the hand of God. And so... We are excited about what God has done, and I'm going to invite Larry Pruitt uh, 
the man who chairs our new campus team and our board at this present time and has been a dear friend and a hard worker in getting us to this point, and he's going to come and share with us some special news. Larry? Thank you, John. Good to get to stand up here with you today. Um, yeah, some exciting things have been happening, um, especially in the last couple of weeks. And if you remember, two Sundays ago, we had our church on the patio. Pastor John said that there's this pen was hanging in the air preparing to sign the purchase agreement to sell this property. Well, the pin struck paper, and it was signed. Visalia Unified School District, who is buying it, has also signed it this last week. So this agreement is in play. That's good news, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... So it's really exciting. Now, some of you already are scared. I know that as well. Um, so what they're going to do is they're going to actually transfer a couple of uh, charter schools in here. They're also going to put an independent study group in here. And so that's what's going to happen with this property by them. But you're all kind of wondering, so now what happens to us? You know, are we going to be out on the street or whatever? So the way this is all looking, based on what the um, title company is doing, is that our escrow will close February 1st. But we have to be out of here by March 1st. So with that, um, Pastor John will cover that in a little bit. All right? So don't stress. Don't stress. And any of you that are stressing, you can come forward after church, and we'll pray for you up here. Uh, so anyway, it gets cool here. So that's one of the points I wanted to share with you. Now, there's three things I want to talk about. So the second one is that uh, the next part of it is, is we need permits to build. So our fourth revision or fourth, fourth submission of our plans back to the city of Isaiah was turned in two weeks ago. That's very critical. That's the one you want to be praying for right now. And if those are, are approved, usually it's about 45 to 60 days or so. If those are approved, they'll say, come down and pay for your permit, and you have it. And with the permit, we can start construction. So there's the thing to be praying about right now. The third thing I wanted you to know about is also I got a phone call a couple, three weeks ago from our general contractor uh, that we have this supervising. This is, his name is Ben Crawford. And he says, Larry, by the way, he says, I want you to know I left the company I was working for. I'm working with another company now. And uh, he said, I know you may not want to stay with me now. You may want to stay with the other company. And I just kind of basically said, Ben, hold the phone. I said, we prayed about who we were going to have lead us. And the person we're having lead us is Ben Crawford, wherever you are. So Ben's still going to be leading. And the reason Ben is so critical is Ben is one of us as far as in the Lord. And he's an elder on, at his church where he's at as well. And I told Ben, I says, if we have issues out on the property during construction, I know I can walk up to you, put my arm around you, and we can pray through it. And he says, absolutely, we can do that. And I want you to know that we met with him and his, uh, his new boss this week, who's also a believer. And uh, so we talked about the program and getting it going. And so they believe that they can get construction started within two weeks of getting a permit and that they can have it done within 12 months barring any issues with contractors or, or supplies. But they think they can have it done in 12 months. And uh, again, his boss is also a believer, and so we all prayed together at that meeting as well. So this is not like having some salty guy out there that doesn't know the Lord leading our construction. This is having brothers out there that are leading our construction. So it's exciting things. So continue to pray for them as we uh, close escrow and then as we get construction started. So anyway, it's an exciting day over all the, after all the months and over, over all the years we've been agonizing and all that. It just seems now with the sale with the plans being submitted, with the contractors kind of all really being in place, 
that this is the kind of the timing that God is doing to bring us all together to move forward to do great ministry work down there. So anyway, watch for the miracles. As Pastor John says, it's miracle a week happening, you know. And so if you ever want to hear about that, you just come by and, and ask because we have some miracles we can share with you. So Pastor John, thank you. Thank you, Larry. The, <clears throat> the church is never a building. And the church is associated with buildings. When we developed our guiding or governing principles that we're going to regulate or govern the way we proceeded through the process, um, some of those principles that we established from the very beginning were probably to blame for, in some ways, the length of time it has taken because one thing we wanted to do was have whatever we invested into the property in terms of getting there and the buildings that would be built there. We never wanted that to ever get in the way of God's ministry with the church, with the people. And the things that we do to reach out to the community and the wider uh, body of Christ. So that has been a big thing and that's important to keep in mind now as we consider what's going to happen when March 1st comes. We leave this property and although we hope that you'll see the building starting to be uh, constructed, what are we going to do in the meantime? Well, God creates arcs for such things as that. Our ark will be Divisadero School. We've already visited it. Uh, work has been done to arrange for scheduling and use of their facilities. Uh, we looked at other prospects, but Divisadero is a school that would really accommodate our ministry, not just on Sundays, but seven days a week. And uh, so we're excited about that, and that will be finished at work or, you know, the work of scheduling and also kind of um, uh, setting in stone the schedule for those months between uh, leaving our property here and moving to the property there. That will be our arc, and that will be set up, and we're, we're very pleased about that. So we praise the Lord for being at this moment. It's, uh, it's kind of hard for me to actually believe. And yet, uh, I'm, I'm along for the ride along with all of you as we wait upon the Lord and follow him as we go forward. Let me pray with us. Uh, will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for all these uh, ways in which you have guided our every step and you have made a way you have prepared the path. You have caused us to enter into the land. And Father, to take that land now, we, we commit these last uh, stages to you, trusting you. Use it to strengthen our faith in you. Draw us closer to the center that is ours in Jesus Christ that unifies us and makes us one. One family, one church, in Jesus Christ our Lord. And it is in his name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen.
about uh, this moment in our service when we would pause, uh, meditate, reflect on the Lord as we observe in remembrance his death for us. And uh, we take the bread and the cup. And I thought to help us, I would draw upon the words of a song. It's called My Hope, but it's really our hope this morning. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, we'll rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy day, our anchor holds within the veil. On Christ, the solid rock we stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he said to his disciples, this is my body, which is for you. also saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes now we want to welcome we want to welcome Braden and Michaela Warren who are going to uh, join us in the right hand of fellowship this morning are they here? If you'll come and stand down here, I'll come and stand with you so you won't feel so alone. The exciting thing about this to me is that I think Braden and Michaela, this is the first time I've done this 
since I've been the pastor. It's, we've always kind of shared that responsibility with other pa pastors. And since uh, Tim tends to do this, but since he's on a little scooter, he couldn't do it today. So I get to do that. So I'm pretty excited about this. The right hand of fellowship goes back to Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, where Paul and Barnabas Barnabas were accepted by the apostles and it, it is an expression it is an expression of the fact that uh, we enjoy and experience and know a oneness in Christ because we share in his death just as we observed in the Lord's Supper and we've been completely uh, together we have identified with Christ in his death and in his resurrection, which we call baptism. And so in extending the right hand of, uh, of fellowship, we, when that word fellowship is used, it's talking about this oneness that we have, this partnership that we have, because we are all identified by Christ and together in Christ. And it makes us one in a way that there is no oneness like it in all the world. And so uh, on behalf of Grace Community Church, Braden, Michaela, I want to welcome you to Grace Community Church. It's great to have you with us. And in a moment after I pray, I'm going to invite you to come up. We'll form a line. You did this when Shelley and I came those years ago. It was so special to us to have you come and welcome us welcome us so we're going to do the same thing and you can welcome uh, Braden and Michaela let me pray for us Heavenly Father we praise and thank you for your son Jesus Christ for the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives we thank you for the friendships that we have built the fellowship that we know in Jesus Christ as your family here at Grace and we praise you for that Lord in Jesus name and all of God's people said, Amen. God bless you. God bless you.